Welcome back to another episode of Remember Country Music. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus, and uh, we have Spencer Crandall here with us today. And uh, if you are on the app TikTok, I promise you know Spencer because I see him all the time, and I think everyone sees him all the time, and I think it's great. So, Spencer, thanks for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Um, so let's just you know get right into. It. I want to talk about the new song. Um, I listened to it on Friday. Obviously, it came out. It is called uh, "Saying This," and um, it's it's. I think it's you know from the singles that you've put out, this one's like you know kind of sadder. I think in my in my eyes. I mean, maybe maybe you, sure. but you know it's great because it's it's telling a story, and I think it's I think it's fantastic. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite songs that I put out. I'm a sucker for a sad song. So, yeah, um, yeah I wrote it with two of my really good friends in town, Lauren McClam and Joe Townge. And, um, it just was one of those songs, I think, from the day we wrote it, I felt like it was special. And I felt like I just wanted to get it out as soon as possible. So um, I wrote it at the end of last year and kind of, you know, worked on it and produced it out and, I feel like it helped me get through a breakup. So it, it would probably be able to do the same for other people. And yeah, it's a, it's a real, you know, kind of traditional country story, if you will, matched with, you know, what I do, which is like this John Belly and Justin Timberlake meets country kind of thing. And um, I just, I feel really proud of the song and I feel really lucky and blessed of the, um, how it's being received. I, I've been super blown away at, at the streams and the playlisting and all that stuff. So I'm a happy guy. Yeah. It seems like honestly, it's gotten a really good response. And, um, when it came out and I know that when, when you announced that it was coming out, you said that this is one of, um, and you just said this, obviously that's one of the, like one of your favorite songs you've released. Um, yeah. and I went into it with fairly high expectations. Cause obviously if they, if an artist is going to say that, then yeah. And I, I listened to it and I, I said, yeah, like this is, and to me, I mean, what, it's been out a week at this point, and yeah. it's, it's probably my favorite song by you at the moment. So. Wow, really, I appreciate that a lot. Really I'm, I'm really flattered, and that's really kind. And It's I'm, awesome. It really, it, it's seriously awesome. You know what kind of gives me vibes of, and, and I, I, I don't know if, if you see this as well, but when I hear your voice, I hear, like, you know, the John Bellion thing and, like, that kind of stuff, but I also hear, like, a Sam Hunt. I hear, like, a, like a, like a Brett Young kind of thing going on. Yeah. And, I mean, I'll take that all day. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I really think when I listen to that song, it kind of reminds me of, do you know the song like 2016 on Sam Hunt's new album? Yeah. Kind of gives me like similar similar sound vibes to it, which I love that song. So like, that's great. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I, yeah. Those guys have been massively influential in my music making career. So I will take that any day. Hey. I would too. If I could sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you just, uh, so this, I noticed this on when you released a single and then I noticed this when you released um, Summer Us. Mm -hmm. uh, so for saying this, you have what am I supposed to do, right? Right under it. Yeah. And then um, for Summer Us, you have the interlude. So what was your, uh, your process of going through of like deciding that I'm going to throw this on top of it? Like, like with it, you know what I'm saying? Like put it out. Together. Yeah. So at the end of last year, I got to a point where, um, 
I just wanted to do something different and create something that I thought was exciting and, um, and that I think my fans would love and that I thought industry people would love, but most importantly, like that I would get excited about. So I asked myself questions like, okay, if Sam Hunt had like a rap outro on hard to forget, like I would listen to that yeah. all day. Cause I, if you love a song, if there's like a reprise or an outro, you know, I'm hugely influenced by guys like Justin Timberlake and John Bellion and Drake and some of these other people who have done stuff like that. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to start messing around with these. And I have a lot of songs now that have these like outros or intros or interludes. And um, I just wanted to do something different in country music. Like I want to keep telling my stories. I want to keep using those same instruments and, and being country music, but I just want to do it my way and, and right. in a fresh way that gets people excited. Like I, I hope that at a show people are like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear what am I supposed to do? You know, like that, that gets me excited. So yeah, I don't know. I, I just wanted to create something unique and like these extensions or like retellings of songs that I already loved. Um, and then there's actually going to be a lot more revealed with that in the fall, but I, I can't give too much away, but mm -hmm. it'll, it'll be really exciting. I'm, I've never been this excited about music my entire that's life. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. I think yeah. if, you're putting, if you're putting stuff out, um, you know, and, and you're, and you're putting music out and you're excited about it, I think that's obviously, I mean, that's why you do it because you're excited about it. So, um, um, so yeah. Some, yeah. Something uh, interesting about the, this is just a little side story. Sometimes I get on tangents and then I got to come back, but it's all right. So oh, I love it. Um, love it. a couple of weeks ago, so my buddy Nick, he's like one of my best friends, and, and he is is dabbling into country music slowly. Nice. So he sends me your TikTok videos all the time, like <laughs> constantly. Yeah, of like your mashups and things like that. Which, by the way, look like a lot of work. I mean, I make stupid TikToks, <laughs> but those look like a lot of work. It's a lot of like little editing. They are, and. Yeah, I'm just like wow, like I'm I'm impressed because it's it really is a ton of work just to put out this TikTok. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we're sitting in the backyard, we're listening to music, and and I play Summer Us, and then it was just like on my on my playlist going through shuffle, mm -hmm. and then he got he's like, what the heck? I said, well, he was you didn't play the interlude, like you gotta play them together. Yeah, and See, I was like, you're right. Nick is a smart man, and I love him with my whole heart, and that's what I want is people to like attach these songs together and and want them to be played together. So that's awesome to hear. That's yeah. great. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I have listened to them together, but it, since it was in shuffle, it didn't go together. And he, he was, he, was <laughs> he said, you need to go play them back to back. I said, okay. Good boy, He's Nick, like, good boy. <laughs> I'll tell him you said that. Um, so we've been talking a lot about like, you know, your different influences and stuff like that. Did you grow up? Cause you're, you're from Denver, right? I can yeah. Say for sure unfortunately oh yeah go broncos I'm not a broncos fan but that's a different story <laughs> um so did you grow up listening to like you know country music all the way or did you obviously you had other influences there because i hear like a lot of r&b influence i don't know if that was part of it but. sure sure um i did grow up listening to predominantly country music i actually like when i got into like seventh or eighth grade i remember going to friends houses and they were like listening to rap and all that stuff and i was like what is this like what do you mean? Um, but my older brother was always kind of like out on country and wanted to listen to other stuff. My parents were both obsessed with it. And so in the car, we'd be listening to Kenny Chesney or whatever. And my brother would slip me an earbud. I'd be listening to like Tech Nine or 
you know, like just some underground new kind of cool thing, a lot of pop punk. Um, yeah, I, I have a, a ton of influences because we grew up with, you know, LimeWire on our computer, which crashed our computer, but we could go on there and just download any song we wanted to. And so I was exposed to a ton of genres and a ton of stuff, but I always like felt like country music was kind of home. Like I would go, I'd dabble in all this stuff, but then it, you know, when I'd get in the shower and I'd put on a song on my iPod, it was still usually Rascal Flats or it was still, you know, Tim McGraw or Kenny Chesney. And um, as I got older, especially like high school into college, I, I kind of, not that country music wasn't my love, but I think I just like really dabbled, especially in pop and especially in EDM. Um, and like just fell in love with that music because it just hit so much harder in certain ways. Um, but I always, even in those phases, wish it said something more or told a little bit more of a story because I, that's what I grew up with. So I craved it, you know? And so then I started watching guys like Thomas Rhett and Sam Hunt and Florida Georgia line. They would tell the country story that I grew up with, but it would hit sometimes even harder than the stuff on pop radio. I'm like, I want to do that. And I also don't have, you know, the vocal character of like a Luke Combs or a Chris Stapleton. So I knew, you know, I don't have a Southern accent, like all that together. Um, when I started making music, I was like, well, I can't do the Luke Combs thing. He does that really well, but I, I can't do that. But I could do like a Rascal Flatts thing yeah. and I can do this Dan and Shay thing and I can do this kind of Hunter Hayes, thing, you know, these kind of examples, these guys who walked so I could run if, if that makes sense. And, and then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I think in the last kind of six months to a year, I've, I've really given up trying to explain what it is. And I just started making stuff that I thought was really cool. Yeah. Like, okay, what do I actually genuinely want to listen to in my car? And like, yeah, the Summer Us interlude like starts on like these big vocoder, like it's super weird, like even for pop, but I just loved it. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to do it. And then it goes into a banjo and it's talking about summer nights and like, I'm okay if people are a little confused as long as they like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and as long as I like it, it's, it's yeah. the most important thing. I mean, the thing is, is like, I feel like people have this conversation all the time with um, like, what's, what's pop country, what's real country. I mean, dip, right. I, see, depending on like music, music is music to me in my eyes. Mm -hmm. how I see yeah. um, and music is also meant to be, you know, explored in different ways and um, take, like, I, I feel like music doesn't, uh, and this doesn't, this isn't just for country music, but I feel like at this point in, in, in country music's, you know, history, if you will, this mm -hmm. is the point where it's, you know, it's meant to be explored. You, you want to take risks because it's going to change. It evolves and that's just kind of how it goes. And I think you're obviously, yeah. you know, you're showing that, that you're willing to do different things that people might not understand right off the bat. And it might not just be, um, you know, and the end result, the, the beginning result might be six, six chords and a guitar kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The end result might be something completely different, but you know, sure. it obviously it's, it's interchangeable and it changes in there. So yeah. I mean, obviously you're, you're showing that, that, you know, your, your, your influences and, and, and kind of the sky's the limit kind of idea for you. Cause you're, you're doing things that you don't necessarily hear. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And that's what I'm trying to do is create a sound that when people turn on my music or they hear any song, they're like, Oh, that's kind of like a Spencer Crandall song. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's Spencer Crandall. 
even before I start singing. So that's good, man. I, I appreciate that. And I, I'm in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm just getting started. So I, I feel very excited that like, you know, over the next five to 10 years, I really have a chance to like keep solidifying this and exploring. And, and that's, that's what I'm here to do. I, I love growing and changing and evolving and trying and failing and like, you know, streams or followers or whatever. That's, that's fun. But what I actually I love like love is the process and the climb and all that stuff. As cliche as that might be. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. I mean, I, I think when you're in the middle of it, this whole business, you know, no, no matter what you're doing in the business, it's just the grind as it is. Um, Cause mm -hmm. I mean, like how, how long ago did you start? When did you realize professionally that you were like, this is what I want to do? I think somewhere around like 2000, the end of like 2015. Yeah. So I, I, I played like a tailgate at my college and I was like playing covers and stuff, but just people were kind of like freaking out. I was playing out of the back of my truck and I was like, I think I want to like do this. Dude. Yeah. Like I had a couple songs out and it just kind of, by that point I was like, I don't think I want to do construction management. I don't think I want to do business marketing. I think I want to do country music. Yeah. And I mean, um, everyone, I, I think pe people love those, you know, those, those cover guys that sit in the truck, they just grab a guitar kind of thing and play. Yeah. Then, I mean, I feel like that gets old after a while. And then you're like, I want to, you know, explore and, and do my thing. And obviously. Yeah. I, I'm super grateful for the cover gigs and stuff. And I've, I've played two to three hour cover gigs in my life. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely nothing wrong with it, especially, you know, it's great money and yeah. it, it helps fund a lot of people's dream to do original music. So um, I hear that. I, I personally transitioned relatively quickly because I felt like um, the internet is just so powerful. Like I can just put my songs out there and hopefully get it to people in that way. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to have some stuff take on the internet. And, and I really just believe in the power of that I don't, I don't, um, underestimate its powers anymore i think it's yeah. the internet's like undefeated i mean you're talking about tiktok like yeah this time last year i had zero tiktok followers not one and now you have how many tell the world how many do you have now uh i actually don't know i think it's like 700 yeah, it's something, something. i'll fact check you right now i think that's what it's about it's about 700 last time i checked it was like 700,000 or something it is 771,000 there we go. So yeah, so like a quite jump since this time. Yeah, left. and it's it's been cool to watch it like translate into streams, translate into interviews and stuff like this. Or people like I love watching your TikToks. Before I was the guy who, um, where a lot of people were out playing cover gigs, I was putting my covers on the internet. Yeah. So I was kind of doing the same thing, but just a different approach. And um, you know, I started on Instagram and Twitter. I started really on Twitter for a long time. Then I went over to Instagram did it when it was only 15 second covers. So like, I, I've definitely been at it for a minute too. And, um, but I, I've always kind of believed in the power of, of putting something out and having people find it on online. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the internet now, social media, whatever social media outlet you're using is, mm -hmm. is such an, not an easy way, but it's a good way to get your music out there and, and be like, the next the next guy if that's what you want to call it yeah like you could easily be some 
you can be, let, let's just say you're not what you're doing right now. Let's just say today you decide you want to put out a cover of you singing just because you like to sing and you think you might be okay and you do it and it blows up. That could change your life. And yeah. obviously social media, like Instagram, TikTok, those kind of things, it looks like it's changed your life and the way that you approach music. And yeah. um, I think it's crazy that, that that's, you know, that's the world we live in because now let's let's go back a handful of years and if if social media wasn't as big as i think it is now i may not know who you are so that's crazy because oh yeah I, I think most people who know who i am wouldn't know who i am if the internet wasn't around right. and then i'm very privy to that what's that it's like that for a lot of people for a lot of artists too yeah so i'm i'm super lucky that I'm making progressive country music in a time where people are listening to progressive country music. Mm -hmm. And I'm super lucky that I'm marketing in a time where these are the avenues to do so TikTok, Instagram and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, if I was here in the nineties, I probably would have gotten chased out with pitchforks and, <laughs> and torches, but I'm glad the, I'm here now. Nineties guys had to change too a little bit. They were, they were, they were a little, they got ripped on a little bit. Yeah. Well, and it, I, I always bring this up cause it's just, it's funny to me. Like, there was a time where people told Garth Brooks, yeah. he's not country. Mm -hmm. He's not it. You, you're ruining the genre. You're taking this thing that is so precious. Okay, fast forward to Dirks Bentley or Luke Bryan. You are ruining the genre. Now they are Hall of Fame country acts who've changed the game. But only on this side of history. Well, okay, if there's no Luke Bryan, there's no FGL. There's no FGL, there's no... Sam Hunt or Dan and Shay or me. And if without, you know, let's be realistic in 10 to 20 years without a me, there's not the first country DJ or the first like real badass country rapper, like the country meets, you know, Eminem or something like all that stuff is going to come to fruition because guys like me or Sam or whatever are, are pushing the boundaries and going like, I don't know what if we did this yeah. and I'm okay with people like not liking or whatever. Cause I, I do think it's such a long game. Yeah. And so I, I feel comfortable that in the macro people will look back and be like, you know what? He was all right. <laughs> right. Right. Cause I mean, like, I feel like for, for some people and tell me if I'm wrong, that it, it puts a, um, like at first it's, it's, it's just like a bitter taste that they have to get used to kind of thing. Cause I mean, for even for yeah. me and the whole, um, like I wasn't that big of a standpoint fan for a while. And like, sure. was, and I didn't grow up listening to country music. I didn't start listening to country music until I was probably 17 or so. I mean, I, mm -hmm. started when I was a junior, junior of high school. And now it's like a lot of the stuff I listen to, but I also listen to a lot of like rock, classic rock, a lot of pop. Sure. Stuff. Um, but I didn't, at, at first I wasn't a Sam Hunt fan. And then eventually, you know, I started to appreciate what he was putting forward and, and what he was trying to say in this different type of, um, music that he was trying to put forward and then you know other guys started coming and doing the same thing and then you know it just kind of it kind of segues into just what this new what this new sound is because like you said garth did say in an interview he said one time someone told me that i was not a country artist which garth's a legend i mean garth's a legend and arguably you know now feels like old school yeah which is like like he doesn't even feel like where country is now yeah so it's this odd, you know, decades go by and all of a sudden a guy like Sam Hunt, people are going to be like, I mean, this will happen. I'm dead serious. Watch this happen. You can quote me in this interview in 20, 30 years. People are like, why can't we just go back to the real country? Like 
Dan and Shay and Sam Hunt and Thomas Rhett and FGL and and I'll be like the first person to remind people like no 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 these guys got yeah just berated when they came into the scene they got made fun of until you sell out a stadium or a amphitheater or whatever so I'm always just quick to remind people like let's just give people a shot I also think like there is a line in country music like there should be where it isn't country anymore or whatever but I'm cool to play with it and I'm I'm going to keep playing with it so um, and I'm also okay if I step over the line and it is still good yeah. you know that doesn't bother me also, you got to be afraid to take risks, even if you're going to fail. So even if something doesn't work, then that's okay. But, you know, at least you work. Yeah, and, and that, for me, is the only way that I learn. Yeah. It's like, oh, I did something, but I actually didn't like that. Okay, now I know for next time. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't learn very well without doing it and being hands-on and, and wrestling with it and dancing with it and, and having it kick my ass or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I just I can't know until I try it. But if I like it, I just trust my gut and I just go with stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like when it comes to, you know, that teetering, that line of, of country music, a big part of it is is compared to, and th- what I tell people when they say, why do you like country music so much? One of my first things that always comes out of my mouth is the storytelling, because if you listen to any other mm-hmm. song, you don't get that same yeah. You can pick up, you can listen to a country song, and within the first, you know, couple of verses there you can tell exactly what the song's going to be about and then you know it goes on and then obviously you figure it out but there are songs where you listen and you're like i don't know what the song's about but country i feel like you always can figure out about what it's about because you know they're just they're telling the story and that's just yeah i feel like that's well yeah country music makes you see the movie and it makes you feel something and although i love pop music and i love hip-hop and i love rap and um there are just some times i'm like that doesn't make any sense. I have no idea what that means. Or yeah. like, um, for me too, like there's a lot of times where I'm like, that's really cool. I've just never lived that. Like, I can't relate to that personally. Um, you know, especially in like some of the hip hop rap culture, it's like how badass they are and stuff. And if I'm being honest, like I'm not really badass. Like I'm, I'm kind of, I've kind of always been like the emotional love, sad song guy. And I'm like, yeah getting broken up with really sucks. And, and so when people told, said, yeah, like what hurts the most is that we were so close. I was like, ah, I feel that. Um, but I love all those other genres and I get to tap into those and play with them. And so I, I don't know, I feel really lucky that I'm doing music when I am. Yeah, absolutely. hundred um, percent. So I just want to ask you a, uh, I want to bring something up. So when, when I found your, I'm going to get the exact name. When I found your uh, TikTok originally, mm-hmm. I actually was listening to you beforehand, and I just had really had no clue at all. Oh, nice. <laughs> so <laughs> I I like I really like your acoustic uh, mixtape. That's oh, like, thanks. Like that's I'm really big into acoustic songs. I just really, I don't know why. Yeah. Because I think for me, acoustic songs, you know, it relies a ton on your voice, and obviously you have a great voice. So thank um, you. And it comes, it definitely comes out there. Um, when I listened to I Thought We Broke Up, I was like, geez, <laughs> God. Because one, it made a lot of sense in the time that I was listening to it. Yeah. Two, I was like, like, how do you just pull all of that into a song? That's just, there's just so much <laughs> in that song. And like, I, cause I can't song write. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Sure. But, 
the fact that you can get all of that into a song, I'm just like, appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot, man. I, I, yeah, it's one of the songs I like, I just will always look so fondly on it. It was such a big milestone for me. I think it was the first thing that ever got a million streams for me. And it just really helped like kind of solidify me. Um, yeah, I just, I love that song too. Like, and that's what I want to keep doing is making songs that I look back on. It's been three years since I thought we broke up for now, which just blows my mind. But Crazy. Um, looking back on that, I'm so proud of that song. Like, and I still play that song at every show and I still play it on Instagram lives and I still feel it when I sing it. And I think it's a testament to that song. And I have awesome songwriters, Scott Porter and Sammy Ariaga on that song. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I want to do. Like that, the reaction that you just had, I can't tell you how happy that makes me because I want people to go like, how did they get all of that in a song? And like, how do they read my mind? And like, how did they make me feel this? So that, that makes me super happy. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, like we're, we've been talking about this whole time, music does certain things for certain people and you listen to a song. And even if I listen to like a full album, there's always that song that still sticks out. Sure. And, and it, 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 it's like one of those songs where like, you don't, you know, it so well that you don't even have to like know the lyrics because you know, you listen right. to songs and you remember it so well that it's just, cause it just sticks Man, out. That's awesome. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of song that, that, that's stuck in my head. And I, you know, obviously there's, there's a the version, but I'm, I'm really into the, uh, into the acoustic version. Um, that's uh, it, it is a good song. It really is. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Um, so when it comes to, uh, you know, cause, okay. So let's, let's, sorry, brain for here. Um, um, you have not been at this for that long in retrospect when it comes to yeah. like, like it really, I mean, obviously it's been a few years, but for some people it takes a decade to, you know, yeah. and you've put out a ton of music and like a, pretty short amount of time if you look yeah. at it. how how do you just how are you just pumping out this music that, that you just you know because obviously artists sit on like you just said you like for for um for saying this you you sat on it for like a year or so right but sure you, you don't you obviously don't do that for all your songs yeah i mean i i have a um a couple different theories one of them being that like I just, I just think a lot of especially signed artists in this town are just sitting on like five or six songs that if they were out, people would love and that they would listen to on a daily basis. And I think we judge ourselves so freaking hard in the music industry about what's an A-plus song. And, and I get it. Like, you, you want to put out a quality product. But if I, if I listen to the song all the time, I like the production. I'm proud of the writing. And it's like pretty much done especially like the more album and the, the mixtape, like the mixtape was really easy to make. We made that in like two months for really cheap. The more album was basically just a collection of songs that I had a bunch of demos of. Cause when you write in town, there's like, let's call him a track guy. Um, there's like a track guy in the room sometimes and he'll make a demo that day. That sounds like freaking ready to go like for the radio. So I would like spruce a couple of these things up or just go put a steel guitar or recut a vocal and, and the song's like done. Same with my person, like the guy I work with Lalo who just texted me actually. Um, 
he did the demo and it was like so close. I'm like, dude, let's add like three things, put a new vocal on it and let's put this sucker out. Like I put it yeah. on my Instagram story and people freaked out. And so, yeah, I, I'm probably going to, by the end of this year have, I don't know, 30 or 40 songs out or something like that, because I just believe in having more at bats. Yeah. I just believe it. Like, like even if it's a song that like flops or doesn't do well or whatever, like, that's not a failure to me. Like that, that might've been somebody's favorite song. That might be the song that brings them to the show. That might be the song that solidifies them as a Spencer Crandall fan. That might be the song that they use at their wedding. That might be the song. So like, I don't know, but if I, if it passes all my checklists and all my barometers, you know, I'm, I'm going to put it out. And um, yeah, I've been really aggressive at that. I also, you know, from like a business standpoint, I, I think it's really smart because instead of, trying to just have one song that goes I'm kind of a believer in like death by a thousand cuts like what if I just try and put out a hundred songs by the time I'm 30 because all those songs with the algorithms and stuff nowadays and with TikTok and with um, Spotify and Apple and all these things like you just have so much more of a chance to show up on somebody's radar and cut through the noise so the tough part is obviously keeping it quality and like putting out stuff I believe in that I'm proud of, but I feel like I've done that this far. Um, and I just believe in it. I just believe like my fans deserve music. That's how I add value in their life. So I'm going to add as much value as possible. And also it, it's very helpful to me um, to build my career. It's a resume thing at the end of the day. I mean, with anything else you have, you have something to show for it. And um, that's obviously important any, in any you know business you want to get into. Um, yep. What is your thoughts on the whole on the whole single thing recently? How how artists you know think the only way to go is release singles and not, you know, what I'm talking. Yeah, about? I, mean, I mean they're not like wrong. Like yeah. as far as like I I don't listen to many albums unless it's an artist that I'm like obsessed with or that I've heard. I think um, personally I love the idea of singles, but I still want to say something a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So. I'm, I'm approaching the fall with a really, really cool idea that I'm super excited about. Um, I can't really talk about it much more, which always pains me, but um, I want to do something that's like both something similar to an album, but like is more digestible and also is telling more of a story than like, here's the best six songs I wrote last year. Because I think a lot of people just got sick of albums because there's only four songs you listen to on, on it anyway. And they just weren't, you know, these album cuts, deep album cuts were like, eh, they were fine. But you were there for like the three songs that blew up. So I don't know. I, I understand people's frustration, but I do think as we move on and we get more and more creative, like people will continue to innovate the album and people yeah. will continue to innovate bodies of work. And I want to be one of those people because I look back at some albums and I just crave that like I just crave the search for everything by John Mayer like like a good meal I just like want that body of work so I want to give that to people and like like you said with the acoustic mixtape like that's you love that project it was a project it was a specific thing and um, I want to keep doing that and I think people do and right now singles make the most sense financially and for playlisting and you know as as the game continues to change those things will change as well I also feel like there's something to be said about a deep cut. I mean, like I know, I know you, you just said, you know, people go on for albums for, you know, the three songs that blew up, but I feel like if, if you're looking at an album and you're, and you find, and you stumble across an artist that you, it's the first time you've ever seen uh, 
whatever they put out. Um, and you go through the, the album. What I always do, and, and this may not always be, you know, the ideal way. I add the whole album, but then I listen to each song like very briefly and decide, you know, and then I go back and decide which yeah, one. Yeah, I do the same thing, man. I, I, I give people about a verse chorus max and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I'm very particular. Yeah. So I get it. Like, totally. Yeah. And that's why I think I like deep cuts because sometimes I just like find a song and I'm like, wow. I don't know if anyone really knows the song, but I think it's awesome. So then I start yeah. listening to it, and then, you know, obviously the whole train effect happens. Yeah, and I, trust me, I'm a huge fan of the deep cut. I think the only point I was trying to make is that people got upset because they spend $20 on an album yeah. and, like, only end up liking three songs. Or, you know, today's day and age, there's just so much music coming out. So, like, if you're going to put out a deep cut, that's fine but then don't complain when like it's not hopping up on the charts like it used to because everyone's putting out singles and those songs are like their best songs. So it, the, the, the marketplace is just that much more competitive and saturated. And so I think that's why the album cut is struggling right now, but I think it'll come back. And I think, you I know, people love music. And so as long as you, I also like Billie Eilish's album, like, people listen to that top to bottom. There's no such thing as an album cut on that. So if you make something undeniable and incredible and the product speaks for itself, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you believe in um, the idea of, and and because I know this has happened to me, you listen to something once or you listen to something a couple of times off the bat when it first comes out and you just don't like it. Like yeah. whatever project it might be, it could be a single, it could be an album. And then, um, you know, later down the line, you listen to it again. You go, actually, like... I kind of like this. And then you end up like all the time. Cause I don't know why that happens to me, but it happens to me a lot. And obviously it happens. Yeah. To, I mean, happen. even my boy, Justin Timberlake, like the man of the woods album. Yeah. I like, listen, even actually two of my favorite guys, their most recent projects, my first listen, I was like, it's good. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to feel about it. Listen three, four, five, six. I'm like, okay, well actually this one's really good too. I, and I love how that dude does this. And then now I'm such a sucker for both those projects. I mean, Man in the Woods is like incredible. And the um, Search for Everything. No, what's the, um, whatever the new latest John, no, Search for Everything's John Mayer. Sorry. Um, whatever the newest John Bellion album was, I just did the same thing. I was like, oh, that's super weird. Because I think when you make something weird or different, it takes time for people to catch up. Because like, you know, I've been working on this new music and this next music for like a year. And it's, it's definitely different from the stuff I've put out. Mm -hmm. But your fans, when you put out music, are kind of expecting something similar because it's you and you've said this is you. So that jump, I think, sometimes just takes time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I know that um, when I first started listening to country music, I was very... Um, particular about the kind of music that I liked. It did not yeah. really stray from the group of the Rascal Flats, the Kenny Chesney's. It, it kind of just stayed in that yeah. group. Um, and then I actually absolutely, I just was not a fan of Eric Church. Just, I just wasn't. I don't know sure. why. And I feel stupid saying that now because now he's like one of my favorites. So I feel like, you know, right. and that's just after listening to him, listening to all of his albums just through and through and through and realizing that I actually liked it more than more than not yeah. and i think that you know obviously right. has to do with um songwriting and other things that go into it um 
but I'm glad I'm not the only one that 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 sounds dumb when I say I'm not feeling it. And then two weeks later, three weeks later, no, I'm like, you're not at all, man. I I still do that to this day. I, I do that with songs that I add to my playlist. On I usually go on Fridays and have music and stuff, and and I'll add something like, "Ugh, that's terrible." And then by the next Friday, it's like my favorite song. So yeah, yeah, it just takes a couple, uh, a little bit of time. It least mm-hmm. to marinate a little bit, and then then yes, you, then yes, you there you go, there you go. All right, Spencer, I, I thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I think this is a great conversation, uh, a conversation that I've been wanting to have with someone, and uh, I'm glad you, uh, you're willing to have that one. So I appreciate yeah. it. You can find saying this uh, on anywhere you stream music, Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you stream music. This is Spencer Crandall. You can find him on his socials at Spencer Crandall, correct? Yep. Cool. Awesome. All right, this is another episode of Remember Crunch Music. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus, and uh, we'll see you next time.